Ooh, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 101 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. That's right, we're taking everyone to school today. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Loki to my Thor, Lester Jones. Uh, the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> but not the sexy one. <laughs> well, some people would disagree with that. The, the whole Tom Hiddleston of it all. Uh, the greasy, creepy one. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, eating that stink eye and getting that pink eye, lover of the vag and the tarnished sheriff's badge. He's got two for the pink, one for the stink, tattooing the ladies with his Indian ink, the phenomenal A.J. Sing. Keep your tarnished sheriff's badge to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, usually we make with the small talk when we open an episode, but we just got out of the theater watching Thor, Love, and Thunder, and so we're going to review that for you fine people right now. Uh, anybody who has not watched or listened to one of our previous reviews, what we're going to do is briefly, briefly, we're just going to... Um, talk about our, our general non-spoilery impressions of the film, and then we'll go into a, a, a deep dive, more spoiler-filled uh, review. Uh, but just off the top, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, official synopsis of the movie is thus. Thor Love and Thunder finds Thor on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace, but his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. Uh, to combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, uh, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who to Thor's surprise inexplicably wields his magical hammer Mjolnir as the mighty Thor. Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Uh, the movie stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster slash the Mighty Thor, uh, Christian Bale as Gore, Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie, Taika Waititi as the uh, voice of Korg, and Russell Crowe as Zeus. All right, guys. Uh, so, yeah, what were your general impressions of the film? Just kind of uh, what uh, overall, without spoiling, what worked, kind of things worked for you, what didn't uh, uh, before we get into things? I like the whole Ragnarok, colorful, you know, popping, uh, you know, fun aspects of the movie. That was that was really great. But uh, I did feel like it was uh, lacking some emotional depth. You know, like I, I could have been more involved emotionally, and it could have had more at risk, and you, it could have that could have been brought to the top a little bit more. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Uh, before I saw the movie, the only kind of criticism I heard was like some people said maybe it leaned into the comedy a little too much, mm -hmm. and this maybe undercut the tension. Yeah, I, I I could definitely have gone a little further emotionally. I could have I could have you know felt I could have gotten the heartstrings pulled a little bit more. Yeah, and the other thing is like as good as Christian Bale is, like I, Gore never seemed as kind of dangerous and menacing. Yeah, and uh, as big as a threat as I wanted because. Again, they always kind of go back to the humor over and over again. And I'm like, I, I want this guy to, I want to feel stakes. I want to, you know, yeah. I think the Marvel Universe as a whole uh, does that sometimes. Where like, I like that there is humor in the MCU, but I think sometimes they go to it so much that like, you never real feel, feel a sense of real tension. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you? Yeah, well, I really like his motivations as a like, character. I, I like that part of the story. Uh, for the gore of the god. I do too, yeah. But um, I do feel like he should have killed some important people along the way. 
Yeah, I, I actually expected his death count to be higher. Mm-hmm. Well, like they they allude to it. That, they yeah they allude they to show it. screens with a bunch right. of gods dying and they do some stuff. But yeah, it's never anyone you're really attached to. Right. So yeah, I think that was probably a mistake. But I mean, overall performance wise, you know, I think you know Chris Hemsworth continues to be good as Thor. I, I like Natalie Portman coming back. Um, uh, Christian Bale was very good. Like most, of, except I, w- once we get into it, like I think maybe Russell Crowe's performance was a little bit weird. We'll get into it, but it was bordering on racist. I, I know, I know. He made a choice. He made a choice, and it was a weird choices one. were made. <laughs> but other, than- I, I just bought into that the performance. I was like, maybe that's his best impression. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i would i would say i i i like this movie um it's it's probably my third favorite i think i still like thor one the best and thor ragnarok second but uh i don't know if you guys would even be able to i'd say it's my second favorite thor second. after ragnarok okay. yeah. yeah ragnarok was my favorite then probably number one then this one maybe i i, I don't know one other thing is that like i felt that the um the relationship between uh thor and uh, Lady Thor could have been a little better. The, that's another thing is like... Like, I didn't really f- feel anything. I mean, maybe we should get into it more in spoilers, but they... It's one of those relationships that we never really got, like, in the... Like, in the first Thor, okay, they have a romance, and then eventually they just kind of allude to it, and I think Age of Ultron that, oh, it didn't work out or whatever... And I like thought, it, I, I thought at that time it was because Natalie Portman was like, nah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought she just dropped out. I, she kind of did. Yeah, I don't think she was happy w- w- with uh, her experience on Thor too, which yeah, nobody be. really liked that one. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, they kind of like try to make up for it in this movie where you get this like you know montage. But I don't know if it works all that well or not. But um. Should we just get into spoiler country? Yeah, let's, let's move forward. Okay, guys, spoilers ahead. We'll try to. I'll try to remember as much of this as I can, but I'll, I'll need help. Uh, so we open in the desert. Uh, Gore is um, carrying his daughter in his arms, and basically, there we just get the sense that there's this terrible drought, and they're basically just like uh, dying. You know, they need water, they need food, and they're just wasting away. Um, eventually like he, he collapses and we get this sense that he's like devoutly like, uh, into a certain God. He names that God. I don't remember the name, but he basically prays to that God. He's like, you know, please bring us water. Uh, not for me, but for my daughter. You can tell that he definitely loves his daughter. He's holding, uh, his daughter in his arms, but no God helps him out, and she dies. That's and, a by the way. That's Chris Hemsworth's daughter in real life. That girl. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. So she acts too, huh? Yeah. Oh, cool. I I didn't know that. Um. So yeah, he ends up burying her in the desert, and then all of a sudden he hears like this weird like voice calling him, and it calls him to what looks like an oasis, like this spring in the desert where there's water. And like he gets, a, you know, goes in the water, gets a drink of water, and then he sees this fruit. He starts like eating the fruit, and then all of a sudden, there's the god that he prayed to, and he's like, "Oh, what's this like animal doing, like eating all my fruit or whatever?" And basically, right away, we just get the sense that this god's a real like piece mm-hmm. of shit, right? Yeah. And he's like, doesn't give a shit at all about Christian Bale and and 
and gore, and and he's basically like, but um, I pray to you, you're supposed to give us our what, like great uh, something or other eternal gift or something. Yeah, something like along those lines. And um, at some point, he's like. I thought this was a little expositional where he's like, oh, we just uh, got the uh, necrosword so that no god can be killed or whatever, because it's like the only thing that can kill a god or whatever. So he had a, like a very like expositional line, but whatever. But anyway, like eventually like he, he tells Gore that he doesn't give a shit about him and he just like picks him up by the neck and starts choking him to death. But then it's like the necrosword like basically chooses gore mm-hmm. and it like goes up into his hand and he's able to kill that god with it and then basically this is where he makes his vow he's like fuck the gods you know i'm gonna kill all of them basically mm-hmm. um anything to add about the that scene or anything yeah that's pretty much that's it. pretty good but like you were saying i really do like his motivation the fact that you know uh it's basically a revenge tale like th- yeah they took his daughter uh you know, and the and the the god that was supposed to help him like fucked him over. You know, yeah, he just feels betrayed, and right. lost, and yeah. So pretty good villain in that uh, setup, really. Um, so then we move to uh, Thor on some some planet uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you get this narration by um, Korg, and this will come back a couple times where he does these narration bits. Um, but basically he's been having these adventures with, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and is there going to be a Guardians movie where he's part of it? Or they're just going to skip past that? (sighs) Well, now I'm not so sure. Because the end of, uh, what was it, Endgame made you think that, oh, maybe they're going to have a a large team-up adventure together. But this movie made me seem like, no, we got that truncated adventure in this movie and that was really it (laughs) yeah i it's kind of slightly frustrating because it brings them in i'm like oh i like these characters or whatever and then like they don't do anything and then they get in the ship and they leave and they're like bye bye yeah if you were looking forward to this movie for the guardians uh you get a very brief taste of them and that's it yeah it's well it's weird because thor's like meditating on this hill or something under a tree and I guess they're, they've been fighting and dying. I don't know. And someone comes to him and he's like, hey, you want to fight? And he's like, yeah. And then he just comes down and kicks everybody's ass. Well, mm. that's another question I had. So in the synopsis uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes, it said like, you know, his retirement or whatever. And then he's br- like, like he's trying to retire or something. And I, 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 is that the sense we were supposed to get at the very beginning of the movie? Is well, that- like in the trailers, they sell that. Like, oh, he's found peace. He's not fighting. He's like... I don't know. I figured that would be like somehow he's going to overcome this in the story, but it's pretty much never there. Yeah. Like, I mean, he sat under the tree apparently for a while because his axe <laughs> had roots was on planted it. and had roots, but uh, yeah, it didn't really get that sense. But basically, in the like narration by Korg, we, we kind of got like his whole backstory, plus like it showed him getting, uh, and this was in the trailer as well. He, he gets fit and he, he loses the, the fat Thor, <laughs> you know, gets back into like banging shape, you know. But yeah, basically the Guardians on this alien planet come up to him and they're like, hey, we need your help in this fight. So they go down there and like there's this alien race that's being like troubled by this other alien race. And uh, yeah, like you were saying, Thor basically, you know, he throws off his robe and he's in like this uh, jacket and like, I don't know, heavy metal shirt or something. Mm-hmm. 
And and they start playing uh, Guns N' Roses, which Guns N' Roses, man, they, they, they made a, a paycheck on, on one, the. Yeah. I think that's pretty much the only band that's played in this movie. Almost. There was Dio. I remember that. <laughs> but like, yeah, Guns N' Roses, man, they get a they get a lot of play in this movie. They got they got a payday. Um, oh, so this is brings forth another kind of just general criticism I have of the movie is. The CG in the movie, I think, is very uneven. Some of it looks decent. I thought some of it looked almost TV budget. Yeah, I thought so, too. Uh, I kind of felt that was on purpose, but I know what you're talking about. But It was like uh, Jim Henson. (laughs) 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 I got that in Star Wars sometimes, too. Yeah. But he... Well, he has, like, this fight where he basically... You know, he's supposed to be helping the Guardians fight this these enemies but he basically just slaughters them himself but it, it gets like i think purposely cheesy where like at one point he's doing like the john claude van damme splits <laughs> between these two vehicles and like that's then he, definitely the reference too. and then he gives like a chuck norris like roundhouse kick to this other one and like like those scenes especially the cg looks bad and like Maybe you can say it's supposed to be on purpose and looked like cheesy but i don't know i don't I know. mostly saw it in the characters i don't know if i saw it like and other stuff. Uh, I saw it definitely in some of the action. Um, <laughs> this was another one of those movies that's bordering on too much action, where like I kind of tune out. At they do point. throw in quite a bit of action. Um, so I think they briefly now cut to uh, Earth with Jane Foster uh, in like the what is MRI, MRI tube or whatever, and we find out just like in the comics, uh, she does have cancer, and they go all straight to stage four. It's it's the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, like uh, she's like trying to use her smarts in her own laboratory, testing her blood and stuff to try to come up with a cure. And, and there's uh, we get uh, what is it, Darcy talking to her at the hospital, and we also get Stellan Starsguard this doctor character briefly talking to her on the computer. So we get a, you know, small cameos from them. Uh, but those aren't working. So now she has the idea, well, maybe, um, you know, something magical related to Thor can help her, you know? Uh, and so she goes to, um, what is it? New Asgard now mm-hmm. that's on earth. Um, yeah. and that was established in Townsburg, Norway, I think. Is that where it is? I don't know. I could I I don't know. They they established it in like Endgame or one mm-hmm. of the those movies, you know. Um but yeah, she goes there and like they have the broken pieces of Mjolnir on display. Um and you get the sense that this is a they, they turn this place into like a real like touristy place. Yeah. And like uh they bring back uh Matt Damon and um Chris Hemsworth's like non-famous brother mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, again to to like do like a shitty type of stage play, you know, of them. Um, but anyway, she looks at the pieces and they just start to like move around a bit. So it doesn't give you everything here, but we get the sense. Well, and we also know just from the trailer, she's going to become Thor. But mm-hmm. right here, they just give you the tease of the moving pieces. Um, so then I think it must go back to Thor and the Guardians. Um, so this race of blue people uh, that Thor saved give him two goats that are from the comics. I think in the comics, their names are like Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Mm-hmm. They don't name them in, in this movie. Um, 
And then they just have like this really weird scream that they do right. <laughs> like throughout the movie that they go back to. Um, he says goodbye to uh, the Guardians. And there's like a lot of like humorous bits here. One one humor bit that I actually did like is there's a part like after they get the goats where they bring them in the ship and they're making oh, their right. noises or whatever. And like um, Korg's like, um, you just have to do the right whistle to like oh, right. get them. And he, he's he's like doing different ones. He's like, no, that's not it. That's not it. And then he looks at Mantis and he's like, what about you? You try. And she like makes this like really weird noise. And he's like, no, that's not. I thought that was a funny bit. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, oh, so actually before they leave, uh, I guess this is on the, the screens inside uh, the Guardian ships is they, they get this transmission um, that's basically, and this is another thing you were alluding to where instead of like, showing gore killing a bunch of gods we just kind of get the end result of handiwork we're showing on these screens channel four news right right all these different dead gods and um then you get a transmission from sif basically saying oh this guy the god butcher uh and you get the sense that like she's in trouble and so they're gonna go find sif right yeah i'm that that guardian's uh, messaging system is really useful, and I, I'm curious to know how it works. Right, it, it, <laughs> there definitely are some things in this movie that Plot. seem very convenient <laughs> yeah. and, and and expositional at times. Um, and so I guess he, he recognizes where Sif is because he recognizes like the big dead ice creature mm. or whatever. Yeah, Falagar. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so then they use his hammer to uh, uh, create the rainbow bridge. Like so, like him, I think Korg and the two goats go to this uh, planet. They find Sif. She's not dead, but um, her arm's missing, and she's like all beat up. Yeah, does he take her from there? She disappears. Like uh, she wants to stay there and die, but he's like, "You won't go to Valhalla if you die here." <laughs> right? Because apparently, you got to die like. At the hands the during the battle, I guess. You, you, not in you the, can't like bleed out later. You, you can't have too much aftermath, <laughs> right. I guess. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> but he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, your arm might go to Valhalla, but you won't. So she's like, ah, fuck, I guess uh, I gotta live. And basically, she's gone until the very end of the movie, where like she's having a one one arm like training fight with one of the kids or whatever. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, guys, help me out. What's the next scene? <laughs> So she she warns Thor that they're that he's coming for Asgard. Right. So he has an excuse to go home. Yeah. So he goes to Asgard, and uh, I don't know if we're skipping anything, but when he goes to Asgard, Gore is already like ready to attack. Oh yeah, I think it actually opens on Gore, and he pulls out the Necro Sword and and stabs it in the ground, which causes like shadows. Uh, to form on the ground, and he'll he'll do this many times in the movie. He has control over these like shadow creatures. Yeah, he can turn them into creatures or something. So the shadow creatures like come out and start kind of wreaking havoc, and that's when Valkyrie uh, comes out of the sky on Pegasus and like kills one instantly, like with a spear or something. And then um, they fight a little bit, and that's when Thor shows up with his hammer. And then you get this action scene. Where they're just like batting these creatures around and shit, and then eventually Mjolnir comes and and it's like flinging around and he's like, you know, who's who's got Mjolnir, you know, um, like it's a big mystery. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, it flings around for a while 
And like, I think Valkyrie's even like, oh, you're going to like uh, who's doing this. And then, boom, you get that moment from the trailer where uh, uh, Jane catches the hammer and it's, you know, the big reveal. Although I guess he could, <laughs> I guess the, the little masks work because he didn't notice right away <laughs> that it was her. Um, uh, she's got a new trick though that she uses many times during the movie where she can actually like blow up the pieces of Mjolnir and they just come back and form. But right. you get like this shotgun spread that can like kill a bunch of things at once, you know? Uh, so basically they, they get the upper hand on these creatures kind of gore and Thor end up in a one-on-one fight. And this is another thing where Gore pulls out the the sword and instantly Thor's like, "Oh, is that the Necro Sword? I've heard of that." <laughs> yeah. It's like, like okay. swords look similar, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, like in like mythology, though, there are like famous like weapons mm. that are just like known and named. But he like puts it to his neck so like he can feel like, oh yeah, it hurts or whatever, you know. Yeah, and then he kills him. Movies over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, they get like the fight broken up. Um, Gore retreats, but what he does is his shadow monsters uh, steal a bunch of Asgardian kids. Yeah, that was definitely uh, some uh, like uh, fairy tale uh, <laughs> dark shit. <laughs> monsters that just pack off the kids. I mean, wasn't it like part of the plot of uh, Batman Returns where like the penguin was stealing all the firstborn sons or something? He might have. (laughs) It was kind of dark too. Um, But yeah, so they they steal the kids and and get away with them. So yeah, now we get a scene from between Thor and Jane where he's like, okay, take off that mask, you know, and she takes off the mask and it's like, oh, it's you, Jane, or whatever. And. I think maybe around here is where they do that little montage uh, of, like, their relationship in the past. Maybe. I don't remember when. Yeah, I don't remember. Ex- but uh, that's one of those things where, like, the timeline on this is weird. Because didn't he say, like, at some point that it's been, like, six or seven years since they broke up? Like, eight years. Or eight years. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like, when did this relationship happen? Like, I guess 2011, 2012, something <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, because she was blipped out for five years while he was there. So, like, that five years was, like, extra, I guess, within there. Oh, was she blipped? Yeah. I didn't remember that part. What, where did they reveal that? Was that in a different movie? or I saw, like, a breakdown of the okay. uh, trailer for the movie. Somebody else mentioned it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, like, they, they had this whole montage where they were in love, but eventually, like... He he got caught up in his superheroing. She got caught up in her work, and they just kind of like drifted apart. Um, I'm trying to think. So I remember they have some sort of like town meeting, like inside their uh, community center. Community center, <laughs> and um, I remember he had this bit where like Thor is like trying to call Mjolnir like back to him. But like it's not working, and then they set up this whole thing where like the hammer is jealous, or the axe yeah, is the jealous axe. of the yeah, hammer, hammer. Yeah. which is I don't know. Again, I think maybe they go for too many jokes in yeah. this thing. I don't know. Pardon moi. Um, oh, I, I did forget to say like the reason the hammer, well maybe the reason the hammer went to Jane was in the montage they show like one night he like she was in bed and he like whispers to the hammer like. Always protect her. Yeah, something like that. But, like, 
She would still have to be quote unquote worthy, right, to handle Mjolnir. I don't know. It did that magical thing when he said always protect her. So. That's true. So I guess uh, it's a mystery. <laughs> um, but basically, he just then has this rousing speech where he tells the people that he's going to get the kids back. And he again, they have this thing where he like, you know, rainbow bridges like through the roof of this place, but then immediately like crashes. And did they really explain that? Like why? Yeah, ba- was... Basically, the hammer just flew him over there and crashed him because it was jealous. Oh, because it was yeah. mad at him. Mad at the hammer situation. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so basically what they're going to do is, oh, okay, no, I'm actually leaving something out. So when they're in the town meeting, um, one of the kids that was taken is Heimdall's son, and he also has Heimdall's like special yeah. vision power. And so he uses that to contact Thor, and that also allows um, basically a, a, a ghost Thor to kind of travel to where the kids are and talk to them. Yeah. And so... Uh, again, this is a little convenient to me, too. The fact that Thor just knows all this stuff. Like, oh, that's the Necrosword. And, oh, I know where this place is. It's, uh, you know, it, basically he goes to the, where the kids are, which is now in, like, oh, the shadow realm. outer space. And he's like, yeah, I recognize this place. This is the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, maybe a well, little Well, there's convenient. no color there, so I guess <laughs> that's a big indicator. I guess so. Um, but, yeah, he, he, you know, talks to the kids, tells them, hey, I'm put. Uh, I'm going to put together this big team of gods to come rescue you, you guys. And maybe this is something they um, they also talk about, is they're going to go to this omnipotent city, is that what they call yeah. it? Um, that ha- houses all these gods, and they're going to get up this team of gods um, to go after Gore because he's the god butcher and they need to stop him, right? Um, so what they do is they have a flying um, sailboat, which they also, like Viking ship, that they also show in the, the trailers, you know. And they're going to basically use Thor's axe to create a rainbow bridge and have the goats pull them along the rainbow bridge to go to the city. Where they can go, you know, long distances, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think now they go to the city. um and um, there, there's some dialogue between um, Thor and Valkyrie where we, we get the sense that Thor is still in love with Jane, but they, he's denying it, basically. Um, so then they put on these robes. And why exactly did they have to put on the robes? Just well, to the, fit in. Well, the thing is, like they said that access to the city was um, invitation only and they weren't invited. So they're just trying to blend in, I guess. Yeah, they they took them from like emotion gods, I guess. They were like gods of emotions. Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. So they're basically posing as these emotion gods to get in. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I was like, well, Thor is basically a god. And, you know, Jane with the hammer is basically a god. Valkyrie's basically a god. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what the rules are. But, okay. So they put on these robes to get into the chamber with all the gods. <laughs> okay. So Zeus comes down, played by Russell Crowe. And this is what I was talking about. He makes a choice here. Apparently, Zeus is, like, offensively Italian. <laughs> no, he's Greek. <laughs> it's a Greek accent. Was it? Well, that's what I was like. I was like, okay, it would make sense to have a Greek accent. But to me, it sounded very Italian. <laughs> they're, mean, close, they're close. I guess I don't know what the Greek accent sounds like, really. Yeah, I would think of Mario, so probably not the best. Well, that's almost <laughs> what it sounded like to me, though. That's. I mean, this is a... This, 
I don't know. It sounded very over the top to me. But I, I guess if you're going for humor, it works. But I mean, I've heard Greek people talk before. Yeah. <laughs> that accent wasn't like way off. It okay, was, was it accurate? I mean, I thought it was Greek. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I guess I don't, I've never heard an uh, actual Greek person talk, so I don't know what the... <laughs> Okay, maybe it was spot on then. Maybe Russell Crowe nailed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should look and see what Greek people think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but basically, Zeus is this like pompous asshole, and he's he he just starts talking about like their plans for the orgy and like um, these things were like. Very soon, like, you know, Natalie Portman is like, oh, this guy sounds like a, a real piece of shit or whatever. Um, but Castor was just talking about how, like, he idolized him and, like, how he based a lot of his gimmick on him. Like, oh, he's the uh, god of uh, lightning. I'm the god of thunder, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but basically the plan is they're going to tell um, Zeus about Gore and that they need... Right, they're together. trying to recruit some uh, people to their side. Right, right, right. Um, but they're talking like gets Zeus's attention, and he's like, "Who, who dares like talk or whatever?" And and like you know, Thor stands up and he's like, "Well, come, come over to the stage, right?" And so uh, Thor tells him, you know, the plan about Gore and like the plan, and like um, you know, the more I think about it, like. You would have thought there would have been many gods here that would have been like, you know what? He has a good idea. Like, let's just go kill this gang up on this guy. Get the Necrosword away from him so that, like, we don't have to worry about this shit. Yeah. Like, it kind of caused too much shit before they could get to that, though. I Now, do you guys remember this exact conversation between him and Zeus? I mean, I remember, like, the bit from the trailer where he, like, you know, he, he binds his hands and he's like... You know, let's get that robe off your right and he, he flakes and like all of his clothes come off. Yeah. Um he he like lays down what's happening, you know, Gore's coming to all the gods and Zeus is like, so that's not our concern. Asgard is you know, Asgard's is Asgard's problem. If he's coming after you guys, you deal with it. And doesn't he like kind of say that like, oh, we know about him and he's not a big deal or Yeah, he's they said he some killed some low gods. level. Yeah. And they think they're safe in the city because there's no way to get there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thor is basically like, well, if you won't help us, let me borrow your lightning bolt. Cause that'll help us, I guess. Mm. And of course he, he refuses and he gets pissed off. First he throws one at Korg, which makes him like shatter. And for a second it's like, oh, did Korg die? No, his face is still intact. Yeah. And like Groot, he eventually grows back. <laughs> so they, they kind of take the tension out there. Um, I will say, and I heard a lot of people in the audience laugh when it happened, like, Zeus gets down and he walks up to Thor, and he has, like, it almost looks like a tennis skirt. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of does a little uh, (laughs) little curtsy-looking move. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That bit was was funny. Uh, But they basically have, like, kind of a quiet conversation uh, where he's like, yeah, we know about this guy or whatever, but, like, we're not going to help you. Yeah, we're not going to create a panic. And bunch of right, he's here. like panic is bad or whatever. Um, anyway, this leads him to to getting in a fight. Eventually, like Thor gets a hold of Zeus's lightning bolt, throws it through his chest, 
And we'll find out later he didn't die either. But I mean, he is a god of gods, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it definitely didn't look very good for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, this now all of like Zeus's like uh, minions are fighting. So we get just another action scene uh, where they're beating on these enemies. That kind of like are they bleeding sand or like a golden color? Yeah, yeah like, I wasn't sure. I was like, are these like even real, al- real alive entities? Yeah, or these are like. Like made up, like some kind of like golem or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. I think they were made up because you're not. You don't. They don't want you to feel bad for like innocent people being killed <laughs> by the heroes. Yeah, I think you're kind of <laughs> kind of right. Um, so uh, I remember Valkyrie. She like ties um, Korg's face to like the back of her head with like her hair, mm-hmm. and um, Valkyrie ends up grabbing the lightning bolt. Korg does his whistle to get the goats, and they they get out of there. So now they're on their way to the Shadow Realm. Uh, they have like a you know a moment here where like uh, they they uh, I, I remember they all four of them have some sort of conversation, but then they split off. Like Thor and Jane go out onto the boat, and then Valkyrie and Korg stay behind, and uh, Korg basically just. Again, uh, they, they, I think they sometimes use him to use a lot of exposition because basically he has this whole thing where he just like describes her character to a T, like Valkyrie, where he's like, "Oh, so uh, the woman you love died, so now you're just using uh, the bottle and, and a, an occasional dalliance to like uh, shield shield yourself or something, but it's causing you to not be happy." Or you know, he he basically. I was like, okay, I don't know if you need to spell it out like that much, but fine, fine. Yeah, Gore does it again later too. They they keep reminding you of her story. They like lay it out for because Gore like later on he like kind of taunts her with the story of her past. Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they they do bring that up a couple times. Um, So now Thor and Jane have a moment on on the ship where basically Thor confesses that he still loves her and wants to be with her. And this is where she finally tells him that she has cancer. And, um, did you do you guys think it's weird? I mean, they do this in the comics too, where like, but I th- I, I I thought like it was weird the way they did it here, where like like she uses the name Thor, right? Yeah. Like she's just like the mighty Thor, the mighty Thor, the mighty Thor. and like I get in the comics, like you got to name the comics something, and they and they wanted to distinguish like. The run with her is Thor from the regular Thor. They called it the Mighty Thor, but her just insisting that her name's the Mighty Thor seemed maybe a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, it did seem like she was just taking Thor's name just like that. (laughs) And, like, she could have easily been, like, the Mighty Jane Foster or something, anything else. (laughs) But, I mean, not a big deal, but it... It just seemed weird, yeah. Um, So now... um, I think he asks her, like, what she wants, and she's like, well, I still want to help these, go on this mission and help these kids. So he's like, okay. So, yeah, they, they end up going to the Shadow Realm, and, of course, like, the color saturation goes black and white. Now, there, yeah, so there is that, and at this point, like, I was definitely, like, thinking there's going to be, like, some 80s thing when they kill the gore, where, like, all the colors started coming back in the world. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is definitely going to happen. <laughs> like, a, like a Pleasantville type thing. Yeah. Now, it is, like, Sin City-ish, because you do get flourishes of color. 
Yeah. Um, like the the lightning bolt is still like a golden color, and like when Jane uh, uses Mjolnir, it, it makes like a, a flash of color on her uniform and on her face and things like that. So there, it is a cool look. There are like flashes of rainbow in the dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they get there and they they find. Oh, there, there actually was a, a funny scene where basically they kind of crash into this place and you hear the goats like making <laughs> squeal again. Uh, yeah, the planet looks a lot bigger from far. Like, it right. seems like it's they're far from it. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they find the cage that the kids were in, but it's empty. And then they find like, I guess it's like tent or something uh, that they go into. And um, eventually, like they're checking this place out. Um, Jane finds these drawings that I guess Gore made and she puts it together that like, oh, he wants, uh, he needs the Bifrost, um, to do his evil plan. And this reminds me, we skipped a thing that was briefly mentioned, I think in the conversation with Zeus, where he's like, uh, we believe he wants to go to this, uh, eternity place where he'll get one wish that could wipe us all out. Yeah, but don't they also say they don't? He doesn't have the key, which makes me assume they know what the key is. <laughs> yeah, it makes it seem like Zeus knows. <laughs> yeah, apparently they knew what the key was, which is the the ability to make the Bifrost. Maybe he should have told them that. <laughs> <laughs> so Jane smartly, like, immediately grabs. Uh, is, is Stormbringer the name of the axe? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, and she chucks it into outer space. Uh, but then Gore shows up and basically. Um, a bunch of like shadow octopus tentacles like grab uh, all three of them really like I think Jane throws Mjolnir at him but like misses and he just like um, you know gets them all and basically he's putting pressure on the women so that Thor will call the axe like he's, he's like call the axe and yeah he like has a conversation here with them where he kind of taunts them and I think this is what like, you were saying with Valkyrie kind of brings up how the gods like maybe let, let all, her and her sisters all die or yeah, something. Yeah, didn't help her at that time. And it seems like doesn't he he know that uh, Jane is sick or something? Yeah, he mentions yeah. that she's dying and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> he also does this thing where like he 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 grabs him and like pulls him into the darkness. But then in the very next scene, he talks to Thor, and he just, like, brings him right back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was yeah. a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it does remind me, it's not important to the story at all, but there was a scene earlier on where, like, Gore had this conversation with the kids while they were in the cage and kind of, like, scared them a little bit and, and stuff like that. Although you got to figure, like, with his daughter dying, he doesn't really want to hurt the kids, or probably. I wouldn't think so, but what exactly his motivation was in that scene, I'm not sure. I think basically just to tell them that you can't put your faith in the gods. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, that the gods suck or whatever. <clears throat> um, so he finally puts enough pressure on Thor that Thor does call the axe, and it causes this, like, huge explosion and gets like distance between them so now it's basically like gore and his army of shadow creatures versus the three of them yeah valkyrie jane and thor they have this big fight but eventually gore stabs valkyrie in and, the back and w when we were talking about like he he didn't kill anyone important at that point in the movie I was like oh thank god he killed a character <laughs> 
But no, nope. like, finally, yeah. finally, Some stakes. He did something. He killed. <laughs> he butchered a god. Like he did something. But yeah. Anyway, you know, I I thought maybe because I knew you know that that Russell Crowe and was going to be in this, and I I thought maybe a lot of like the uh, Greek gods would be in it, and I thought maybe they would just. Have him butcher of all of them to yeah. let us know that, oh, this guy is serious. But no, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we get Russell Crowe again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how Greeks feel about that. Oh, he's coming back. What? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like he was like some racist like representation of like you'd see in like a New York pizzeria or something. <laughs> 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 like that was his Greek take on Zeus. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely seeing it be like something he hasn't practiced a lot. <laughs> he just kind of winged it. <laughs> it, it. It'd be funny if he did offend people and eventually they were like, okay, we're going to make him like Ben Kingsley. And then the, the, the real Zeus is coming. <laughs> um, but anyway, so now they try to escape this planet with Valkyrie, but like Gore grabs the axe as they're leaving. So they go, but he gets he gets the axe. Um, so now we're in the hospital with Jane dying of cancer, getting the chemo treatment. And the doctor, we, we basically find out that every time she picks up the hammer, it's basically kind of zapping her human strength so that she can't fight off the cancer as well. Which doesn't seem like protecting her very well. Mm-hmm. Right. But, <laughs> but my whole thing is like, this is stage four cancer. She is probably fucked anyways. Well, like, she has this huge transition when she has the hammer and when she doesn't. I was like, what if she just keeps the hammer all the time? That's the other thing. <laughs> is, yeah. Would she die if she just kept the hammer? Like, 24/7? every time she throws it, she doesn't just fall down. But sometimes, conveniently, like, she uh, detaches or whatever. It's a, it's a weird transition. <sighs> it's magic. It's magic. Yeah, I don't know if she can, like, sever that connection with the hammer to yeah, go back know. to normal. Maybe that's the explanation. Uh, but, yeah, basically... Thor has this conversation with her um, where he he basically is pleading her like he's like the choice is yours Jane but I'd rather you not go on the mission with me um, because it's going to lead to you for sure dying Um, and also I don't know if it was here or maybe earlier but we do find out um, that her Jane's mother also died of cancer when she was a kid so it like runs in her family or whatever um then Thor has a scene outside with Valkyrie where it's like, yep, she's fine. She's missing a kidney, but she's uh doesn't have to be in the hospital. She can just sit on the bench, so she's tough, I guess. Mm. Although I guess Valkyrie, I I I don't know like the Asgardians like they're apparently they're definitely tougher than human beings, but like as far as like how like are they all like demigods basically? I'm not sure. I don't I don't think so. But I mean, the Valkyrie obviously is. Yeah, and like if all those Asgardian kids, you know, are somewhat godly, you would kind of think that, oh, maybe Gore would like to kill them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. They're future gods, aren't they? I mean, the one kid has Heimdall's powers. Also, we talked about Guns N' Roses. So Heimdall's kid has, like, his name's really like Alistair or some. some or some, Astrid. Astrid, Astrid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Astrid. Um, but he's like, um, he loves Guns N' Roses so much that he wants to be known as Axel. Mm. And I'm like, 
Do kids in this day and age even fucking know no, who Guns yeah. N' Roses are? I don't think they do. Dude, didn't the rock guy like call him asshole? <laughs> Which Axel Rose was an asshole. So. I didn't even know. I actually, for a minute, I thought I heard asshole, but maybe he said Axel, and it just with his accent kind of sounded like asshole. I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I thought it was just a comic relief thing. <laughs> Call the kid an asshole. Now, I forget, without having the axe, what does Thor use to get back to where Gore is? Does he use... Because he doesn't... Because Mjolnir is still with Jane. He's got the lightning bolt. Does that the lightning bolt, yeah. Is that able to create the rainbow connection? <laughs> Maybe he did use that? Yeah, because in their first fight, Gore... Yeah, Gore got the axe and they got sent back. Okay, yeah. So, I don't remember. I mean, I think the only thing he had was the lightning, lightning. bolt. But it... I don't know. It'd be weird if that was imbued with the ability to create the Bifrost. I don't know. Kind of weird. Um, but anyway, now Gore, he made his way to this uh, eternity place. He plants the uh, Stormbreaker in the ground, which is now opening the Bifrost to... Um, well, I don't know if he's in eternity or if the bridge leads to eternity. Yeah, something. yeah I think it it's leads like to a gate it. or something. Okay. Yeah. He's in the place that leads there anyway. Um, so at some point, like, the statue falls over and it looks like it's going to smash all the kids. But Thor shows up in the nick of time, and he he throws it over. This part I thought was weird, because I would have thought as soon as he did that, Gore would have realized he was there. And it seems like the case, but then he has time to have this whole speech with the kids, so I I don't really know. (laughs) Anyway, he tells all the kids to grab a weapon, and then I guess with the power of the lightning bolt or whatever, he's able to imbue all these kids with power, which, again, I thought this was convenient and weird and something that's never been set up. Yeah. I don't know how you can make other Thors. Like, he couldn't have used that power before. He couldn't make the Guardians other Thors help him fight battles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It raises questions. (laughs) I mean, I guess if it was the Thunderbolt or the, yeah, or the Lightning Bolt, they gave that power fine. But then, like, how does he know it can do that? It did. I mean, there's just a lot of convenient things that you just kind of go, okay, I guess that's the deal. Um, But anyway, so yeah. There's this fight, like, basically the kids are all fighting the the monsters while him and Gore square off. Eventually, Gore gets the upper hand. It looks like he might kill Thor when, surprise, surprise, uh, Natalie Portman shows up. Although she was having, like, somehow they have this connection where, like, when she was in the hospital, she was sensing that he was in danger. Yeah, something. But anyway, she shows up with the hammer. Thor's like, ah, shit, Jane, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, but now they're basically teaming up, tag teaming, fighting uh, uh, Gore. I don't remember beat for beat this fight. They, I know they go back and forth a couple times, and eventually they end up breaking the Necro Sword. Right. right. Thor kind of ties him up or something, and then uh, she smashes the sword with her hammer. Now, this part confused me a little bit. D- does she start absorbing the necro sword into Mjolnir? Well, there's yeah. a bunch of pieces. So when she brings the sword back together, she pulls in a bunch of pieces with it. And so the sword is trying to reassemble in his hand, but she has some of the pieces. And then she just like smashes it or something. And the sword disintegrates. Yeah. I, I For a minute, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if she absorbs the sword and then Mjolnir is changed to have like some extra some power. Kind of something, yeah. But then, yeah, immediately, like, it just ends up destroying the sword. So I'm like, oh, I guess that's done with. But basically, <laughs> now this, 
Like, what happened that gave Gore the time to sneak out the back door? Did Jane Foster, like, die or something? She fall She's over? in pretty bad shape there, and he goes to her, and that's when he goes to the gate, which has been opened in the course of the Oh, flight. yeah. Now, does does that explosion, like, explode? Well, Mjolnir's not gone because it kind of shows up later. Yeah, it, it reassembles, I think, but it, it did, like, I think it did, like, explode and broke all the pieces or whatever. So, like, it's temporarily exploded, and that's what causes her to... Maybe, but she goes back to her dying self. Okay, okay. Um, so now Gore goes through the gateway, and it goes to this place where there's, like, I don't know, water on the ground. Yeah, like four inches of water everywhere in and, directions. And there's, like, this uh, figure that I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, some eternity. sort of... Eternity. That's eternity? Okay. Yeah. Um, so is eternity like just like another god or something? I think it's like a very like probably more powerful like a like I, I from the comics they make it seem like there has to be one eternity in every universe for the universe to even exist. Oh, okay. So I, he's pretty important or but, whatever it is. But basically, eternity is just like this wishing well where where you get one wish, and like Thor like tells Gore that like you won, uh, but he's like. You don't really want this. What you're looking for is love. And, like, uh, Gore, like, I, I rejects that notion at first, I guess. Now, did Thor somehow know that his daughter had died? Because doesn't he bring he it up? He told him. He told him earlier, right? Didn't he? That could have been. Yeah. It had, he had. He did know somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe when he had him tied up, maybe he told his story to him about how his daughter died and the gods did nothing or whatever. Could be. That's probably it. Um so then, like, for a minute, you wonder, like, uh, is Gore going to use his one wish to save Jane, maybe? Like, is he going to have a redemption arc here? I really didn't want that. I was like, there's no explanation for why Gore would want to save Jane. Like, if he has a choice between his daughter and Jane, it's like, no competition. <laughs> but, I, I mean, here's another thing. Like, after he made his wish, Thor doesn't get, like, a wish. Only the first person who sees Eternity ever can uh, get get a wish. Yeah, it's a one oh, wish. It's a one wish. It's a one wisher. Unless you wish for a million wishes, which he didn't. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, can't you just have like a bunch of stipulations in your one wish? <laughs> I wish that this is. This, this, this. <laughs> so I mean, now Thor just has to go see uh, Doctor Strange. Go to a different universe. He's got the Bifrost. He knows where everything is. Infinite wishes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a multiverse, so so maybe. Um, so um, Gore reveals that he's dying, and he's like, um, I can't bring her back. I'm going to die, and she'll be all alone. And then Jane basically looks at Thor or whatever, and, he, and she's like, she will not be alone, because like Thor, implying that Thor can take care of her. Yeah, she straight up volunteered Thor to be a father. Yeah. <laughs> For the rest of his life. <laughs> Thor should have been just like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gore uses his one wish to bring his daughter back. Um, and like, as he's dying, like he asks Thor, we promise to take care of her. And Thor says yes. Um, so now, um, oh, so Jane dies, but instead of just dying, she like turns into like dust, mm-hmm. like Zeus or she, like Odin old, did. Yeah, the Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Which right there, I was like, oh, that's a curious way to to kill her off. Um, 
So I guess now we kind of start getting all the all the wrap up where like back in um, our Odin Nazi Odin yeah <laughs> back we go back to new uh, Asgard the kids are all there and I think aren't we getting even more narration now by Korg probably <laughs> yeah he he is the one who tells the story about what happens with Thor and yeah, yeah. and uh, Jane she gets this nice big statue of her as as Lady Thor. Um, so yeah, the kids are all back. Um, they're learning to fight. We get, uh, and that's where Sif with the one arm is, you know, kind of trained fighting with Heimdall's kid. And um, I mean, I know the very end of this movie, but I think I'm forgetting some things that maybe happen right in this area. Eh, I don't know. I think you can. Yeah, I don't. Pretty much go to the ending. And okay. The well, well yeah. So Korg is narrating that now, now Thor. Uh, has become a, a dad, basically. He's taking care of this little girl, making her pancakes. And they have this, like, funny little banter where, like, she doesn't like the pancakes. And, like, he's like, okay, put on your boots. And she's like, no, I'm going to wear these, like, animal slippers or whatever. And, like, they have this, like, kind of funny back and forth. But eventually she agrees to put on the boots. And, like, uh, she, she, like, painted Mjolnir with, like, some chalk or something. And he's like, oh, very creative or whatever. So then he opens, like, the door, and, like, they're on an alien planet, and he's like, you see those striped aliens? Like, they're the good guys. We're going to help them. And um, so she's like, uh, okay, yeah, help the good ones. And so um, they start running, and um, and I think now, do they do the thing where, like, Storm or Thor has the axe and she has Mjolnir? Oh, no, he has Mjolnir and she has the axe. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, basically they, like, uh, have this whole running, they're running, they get the lightning in their eyes, and um, he called, uh, Korg's narration says that um, uh, they're known as Love and Thunder. So, like, the girl's name is Love, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's how we end the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get more uh, uh, Guns N' Roses playing. <laughs> and... Um, Okay, so let's do the. There's two. There's a mid credit scene and a post credit scene. So the mid credit scene is Zeus now still alive. Uh, he's basically complaining about how he seemed petty at the end. Right. <laughs> he, he he's basically complaining about how like people used to look up to the gods, but now they look up for superheroes. You know, like almost like superheroes have replaced the gods. And he's like, I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, we'll show them right, son, or whatever. Does he say Hercules? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I thought he said Oculus. No, he, I thought he said Hercules. I, Hercules. I couldn't. I couldn't hear. I mean, Hercules is a character in Marvel comics, so I'm kind of thinking it's Hercules. Yeah. Now, did you guys recognize who the actor was? I, I had no I, idea. I didn't. It was too quick. I didn't. Or maybe it wasn't even someone like super famous. I hope it was an actual Greek person with a Greek accent, though, because <laughs> uh, Marvel's really making a choice otherwise. <laughs> And then, okay, so then we wait through all the credits. And, like, I will say, like, most post-credit scenes are, are, are nothing. This one was a little bit interesting. So um, Jane ends up going to Valhalla. She's greeted by Heimdall. Um, and, I mean, that's basically it. And, but then it, and then it goes and says, Thor will return. Now, do you guys think that the implication was maybe Jane Foster Thor will return somehow? Or do you just think regular Thor? 
I think regular. That's what came to my mind. Regular Thor will be back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the fact that we know there is like this afterlife and like death to them doesn't necessarily mean like what death to a regular human being. I think they at least are leaving it open so that they have the possibility of bringing her back. For sure. Yeah. And I think in the comics, they do bring her back. Yeah, I've read the comic and like... I forget exactly how it happens, but yeah, she—I don't think she ever quite dies in the comic. She get she actually gets rid of the cancer, and then she just becomes Valkyrie. Okay, yeah, maybe who knows? Then yeah, she could come back a store or another Valkyrie. You know, actually, what would have been smart to do was to actually have stakes, like you were saying. They could have actually killed you know Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and then eventually brought Jane in to be the new Valkyrie. Yeah, they they should have killed like half the gods in this movie. I feel like we should have saw Gore definitely butchering more gods yeah, yeah. instead of just saying like, oh yeah, trust us, he butchered these gods. That's yeah. another thing, seeing like the trailers, I was vaguely thinking like, he is going to straight up kill Russell Crowe's ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's perfect for it. Like he was set up for it, you know? Like that would have been a statement like Zeus, the god of gods, and he's fucking butchered by this guy. Yeah, I mean, and, and it would have been like, it would have gone in line with like Zeus being like, oh, we don't need to worry about him. And then later on he gets killed by him. Then everybody's like, holy cow, this is a real threat, you know? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think they could have established him more, done more. Now they allude to an orgy in this one, but the boys, <laughs> they went for it. <laughs> Nobody had a giant penis in this in yeah. this movie <laughs> that we know of. Thor five, the god of orgies. <laughs> it's just him and Hercules going at it. <laughs> oh yeah, we found out that apparently like Gorg's Korg's race of like rock people, like they're all male. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And they just uh hold hands over lava or something and make new kids. For a month. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, he meets like one with a mustache named Bruce or something. Yeah. <laughs> or, or no, Dwayne, I think. Oh, yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne the Dwayne. Rock. <laughs> oh, oh, Dwayne the gosh. Rock. Yeah. I didn't pick up on yeah, that. Not, yeah. You're right, though. Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got the Rock to voice. Maybe yeah. they did. <laughs> Special cameo by the Rock is the, the gay Rock. Well, he's in the DC universe now. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Twice over, right? He plays a dog in one, and he plays Black Adam in Oh, I, does the Super Pets count? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, I wish that movie would come out already, because every time we watch one of these movies, we've got to suffer through that trailer. And yeah, I'm the, like, enough of it already. The trailers were not exciting before this movie. And the way this movie starts, it doesn't do the whole Marvel logo before it starts. So, like, you go from a trailer for, like, you know, like you were saying, those movies, and then you get, like... Gore the God Butcher walking through a desert at the very beginning. Right, it just starts with Gore and then eventually it goes to the Marvel title where we get kind of like a rock and roll heavy metal version of like the song they usually play over those yeah, credits, but yeah. it was kind of cool, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it might have been a slightly better transition that way because, you, I don't know, you don't really want something kind of upbeat or something before, then, yeah. before right before you do a dramatic... Uh, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like we just saw like Eminem commercials and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and <then> like, <laughs> they, they, you, yeah, you're right. They probably could have paced it a little better because yeah. it wasn't immediately apparent that this wasn't uh, a commercial. Another commercial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was the movie right away. I was pretty sure, but I, I was like, they didn't really lead in that well or give you a big break. Or 
<laughs> like, what is this a commercial for? <laughs> <laughs> Sand. <laughs> Dune 2. <laughs> oh, they started making that, by the way. <laughs> what, what, they're like, you need to quench your thirst? Here's a Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. LeBron James. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, guys. Any any other thoughts you can think of that maybe we didn't cover about the movie? Uh, they brought back the uh, actor characters a second time in this movie for some reason, as if we wanted to see them. <laughs> like when there was like a town hall scene, they for some reason like shoehorned in like the act Matt Damon and the other right. Guy. Like, oh, did you mention that already? Like, yeah, briefly, briefly. Okay. But yeah, you're right. They have basically they they redo the events of Ragnarok with with uh, uh, Matt Damon as Loki. Um, I for, I forget the Hemsworth that plays on Westworld is they use him. Okay, Liam? No, mm. it's not Liam, but he is a Hemsworth. Okay. <laughs> How many Hemsworths are there? <laughs> at least three. At least three. Um, and then Melissa McCartney oh, right, right as Hella. That was a yeah. bad choice. <laughs> that was weird. I, I, that that just felt like another yeah. fat joke. Yeah, that was a. Uh, she doesn't deserve to to uh, portray Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They should have used Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I guess uh, we always do this. What would you guys rate on a scale of 1 to 10 for Love and Thunder? I thought it was uh, a little bit better than middle of the pack, but it, it still had some room for improvement. Like There were some issues with it. I, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably give it an 8. It's a, it's a solid B. I'm also 7 out of 10. I thought I thought it was fine, but um, yeah, I just uh, tonally, I think maybe they hit the jokes too hard. Maybe should have made it a little more serious, given like the nature of the villain. Um, also, like I always wonder, like you know, Thanos. One of the reasons I think people like him so much is he did carry through multiple movies. And like a lot of their villains don't like. Maybe it would have been good to have Gore like actually have an arc through multiple movies. I think Gore would have been a big enough villain to have like a good, at least two movies, you know, like, cause I think definitely as far as the Thor comics go, like he's the best Thor villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do hope that they touch on Null. So the, the Necrosword comes from a God named Null who uh, created it and uh, used it to kill that celestial nowhere. Right. That's, that's a theory in the MCU. That's what people are thinking, that no oh. beheaded that celestial that's called Nowhere. Okay, okay. So, uh, I mean, I think Gore might be like a somewhat of a prelude to Null in the future. It might be. I don't know. I hope so, because Null is a very fascinating uh, villain. I kind of wonder how they're going to like start seeding the old like celestials in because eternals like introduced the celestials yeah and there were two celestials in here just babysitting omnipotent city for some reason i was like what was that all about oh i didn't notice were there eternals there yeah, there were two uh celestials uh, or celestials just right outside the like window or i guess like from where they were like talking inside that oh, big room. that's interesting Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, in the comics, the Celestials, like, make it a point to tell the Earth gods not to interfere with Earth. So, maybe that's, like, the Celestials being, like, you stay here, you don't interfere with these worlds. But then there are plenty of worlds with gods who need them, who just got killed by Gore. So, I don't think that's it either. I'm not sure why Celestials would be sitting out there like that. Hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. 
you gotta imagine that eventually they're gonna use Galactus. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I think they've already kind of like laid the seeds with the Eternals. Yeah, and like they had that like uh you know, large eternal or celestial, I mean, mm-hmm. that's like gonna come back at some point, it sounded like. Yeah. So. Oh, you mean the one that came from Earth? How oh, are you talking Eric, about the, oh, Erishim. Erishim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. So you got to imagine that one's coming back eventually. Yeah, I would think so. They got to follow up with what happened with those Eternals. I was wondering, like, when do you think we're going to see those Eternal characters next? Do you think they're actually going to make an Eternals 2, or do you think they'll just kind of seed them into a different movie? I hope they seed them into a different movie. You don't want just a straight-up Eternals 2? Yeah, I'd be okay with they, them doing, like, an X-Men, like, mashup with this like you know they talk about their own like history of how they were created and you know their lineage from the eternals too or the celestials man it's gonna be a tricky time like trying to get the x-men oh yeah because there's so many of them i mean it'd be smart to like keep the team just like the main ones that people actually care about but i have a feeling like eventually they're gonna just keep adding and adding more and more of them i mean tv could handle some of them Mm -hmm. but Man, I don't know. There's just so many of those characters. And Marvel, they have no problem with making a show out of a like a spinoff show out of like a small character too. So like, we might be bombarded with a bunch of TV shows. I mean, if they're making one out of that character from Hawkeye, from Echo, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I could see them making almost anything. Yeah. Now you said you didn't watch this week's uh, Miss Marvel, right? No, I didn't see it. So I guess next week we'll have to do. Uh, both five and six. Let's do it. We'll we'll do save that for next week. Um, we are over an hour, but do you guys uh, have any other thoughts about uh, Love and Thunder? Or did you guys pick up on that scene where uh, Gore is about to kill Thor, and then when Natalie Portman shows up, it was almost like a repeat from uh, Infi- Avengers Endgame when Captain America used the hammer to get Thanos off of Thor before he stabs him with the axe, and this is like almost the exact same thing where Gore is about to put the Necro Sword through. Thor's chest, and uh, Thor's trying to stop him, and then Natalie Portman hits him with a hammer from the side. I didn't pick up on it, but you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was kind of a similar thing, cause like Endgame, yeah, cause like Thanos is like trying to like what stab Thor, Thor. yeah, and that's when Chris Evans like yeah. gets Mjolnir. So yeah, yeah, similar mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah, little callback. Um. So yeah, another entry into the MCU. I think that what's the next one? At uh, I think Black Panther two. Yeah, I think so. Although originally that was going to come out this year, but I, is it anymore? Do you know? Uh, I I saw like a commercial or not a commercial, but a, some sort of advertisement for it. I'm I'm like a YouTube ad or something. Like that. I think COVID slowed down their production quite a bit, so mm-hmm. I think maybe that one's coming out next year. I don't. I know they were talking about making Letitia Wright the new standard bear i guess for black panther so i don't know if they're still going with that or if they changed their minds if that pushed things back i don't know because they had that whole controversy with her that was holding a production because she wouldn't get vaccinated yeah and so like i don't know if they want to go with (laughs) yeah with her i mean they've rumored too that like that other um guy could potentially be uh, Black Panther. I forget the co- character's name. He's like the big Jabari Hulk. tribe leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Now on the DC front, we got um, Black Adam coming this year, right? And then what else? Shazam. Flash. 
No. <laughs> Flash, they postponed to like next summer. But then there's so much controversy going on with Ezra Miller that nobody really knows oh, what their man. plan is there. That's so messed up, man. They they made a whole movie and then this guy has to go and I think they've already announced that like they're not going to go with him as Flash like moving forward, which I mean doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. But like I mean I think they kind of just have to grin and bear it and put out the movie with him. Yeah, they're not going to throw away like 200 million dollars. Yeah, it's too much money and it would also be too much money to digitally replace him with someone else too. It just it'd be a fortune that they would probably never recoup. So yeah. I think they just kind of got to put it out no matter what. But it's a bad situation for him for sure. <laughs> Man, but like, what's the next superhero movie that you guys are really excited for? Well, I guess Guardians Three I think is coming out next year. That would probably be mine. Yeah, Guardians has been pretty solid. Uh, I do want to see. Uh I know this is going to sound weird, but I want to see what Kang does in Ant-Man Quantumania just to see if they like build on his character, what they're going to do in the next few years with him, if, if he's just like a one-time thing or what. Yeah, that's interesting because like, you know, the Loki is getting a season two. So it's like, and I don't know what comes out first between Quantumania and Loki season two, mm -hmm. but you got to figure like he's going to factor into both of them, I would yeah. think. Yeah, I think he he's gonna be the next big baddie. It seems like so. I uh, I'm curious to see how they build him up. I don't know if he's gonna be like a huge baddie or not. I kind of think they're gonna use him in those things and just be done with him. Yeah, he could just be for like the TV shows. I'm not sure. I I would like you know a character who's like touched on all these different like Marvel. Uh, properties to be like the main villain i'd like to see him in ant-man and then like you know maybe like uh, old fantastic four where he's like ramatut in egypt and like you know different places you know i think that is a way to kind of build up a villain is you know if you use them in many different places yeah um kind of like they did with thanos that yeah like makes people go oh this guy is, this must be something you know yeah and, like, he's affecting, like, all these people rather than just, like, this one mm -hmm. specific superhero. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they that is something that's true. They could do interesting stuff now that they're doing TV and movies. And, mm -hmm. like, they could actually have a character that runs through a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever really seen that before. So this would be a first, like, to have where, like, the TV shows and the movies all have, like, a similar villain who's, like, orchestrating all kinds of stuff behind the scenes. Man, I got to say, like, none of the upcoming, most of the upcoming DC stuff, I hate to say it, but it's not exciting me. Like, Black Adam, like, I'll watch, but I'm not, like, super excited. Same with, like, Shazam 2. Like, the first one was fine, but, like, I'm not, like, chomping at the bit. Aquaman 2, like, I honestly don't even know if we should watch. I, <laughs> did, did you see Aquaman, the first one? Yeah. Did you like it? Because I really, I didn't care for it at all. It was, it was okay for the one-time watch, you know? It was, it was, that was fine, but I wouldn't watch it again. It right. Was, there's a lot of, like, an octopus playing drums or something, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. And it was also, it just to me, like, I never cared about the characters. And so it was just, like, action overload for me. It was like, like, you were talking about those movies where it's just all action. And you're like, God, I'm bored. I don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I can't say I, I'm excited. I, I got to say, Black Adam, I'm kind of interested in just because it has, like, other team members that are being introduced, like, other heroes. Or anti-heroes, I'm not sure. So maybe they're working. Maybe they're building something with that. I don't know. That's true. It is. It's not just Black Adam. It does have like some of those other like um, Doctor Fate. And yeah, kind of Justice Society mm -hmm. type of characters in it. So yeah, that could be. I think it has like Hawkman right in it oh, too. Yeah, yeah. And 
So yeah, maybe it could be interesting having some of those other uh, heroes that we don't get much of. Um, but yeah, there you have it. Our review of Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I think the general consent. Man, I'm. I feel like a lot of these movies were like we like it, don't quite love it, but uh, it was good. It was good. I I think yeah. we can totally recommend going to the theater and seeing seeing Love and Thunder on the big screen. Um. But anyway, if you like this, please, please, please uh, go ahead and subscribe to us both on the YouTube channel and on your podcast service of choice. Uh, give us a thumbs up, leave comments, uh, positive reviews, and why not come over and follow us on Twitter? Guys, where can people find you on the Twitter? Uh, a name for this too, and that's number two. At Unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.